Do you prefer Spider-Man's organic shooters or web shooters or the ones he makes? Is that too big of a question to start uh, right out of the game? I mean, probably. <laughs> I mean, even though it doesn't make sense, I'll say organic. And it oh, doesn't wow. go with the comic Anti-comics. at all. But I think it's kind of cool. I do think it's cool. I think both are cool. Yeah, I agree. Because then the other one shows he's really smart. Right. So oh. that's settled. Settled. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> Welcome to Afterthoughts. This is a podcast where we rewatch movies, we compare our first and second impressions, and discuss a related topic as well. My name is Joshua Kazemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Coleman Taylor. That's me. Today, we're coming to you live from... Oh my gosh. From Galveston, Texas. It's never live when it's you never live. live. But we're just in the same recorded. room. <laughs> <laughs> it's rare that we do episodes in the same room, and so when we do, they're, they're quote-unquote live. <laughs> No, every time he says live, he never means live. I never You're mean never it. listening to this live. <laughs> <laughs> We're just in the same room. Just in the same room. <laughs> here to talk about Spider-Man 2 in honor of Spider-Man Homecoming. Ooh. That's right. We picked the best Spider-Man movie that's ever existed. Yeah. Until potentially now. Yeah. I have no idea. I haven't seen Homecoming yet. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. <laughs> okay. So before we dive into first impressions, you want to... You want to swing us through the plot of Spider-Man 2? Yeah, I really like, enjoyed your use of swing there. Um, <laughs> and hand gestures. Yeah. Uh, if only people could see. If this was a visual <laughs> medium, that'd be great. Um, let's see. So it starts out with uh, Peter Parker, who is Spider-Man. And he's uh, just going around saving people. And it's interfering with his normal daily life. Because mm-hmm. obviously just changing to Spider-Man when you're doing daily things kind of... you're delivering the pizzas. Exactly. Kind of gets in the way. So... Um, it's kind of affecting all areas of his life. He gets fired. He, Mary Jane and him are all weird because he knows he Soap's can't be weird. with her. And just all kinds of things. That's pretty much it, actually. But His grades are dropping in school. Oh, yeah, but that's there for two seconds, he's, really. He's brilliant, but he's lazy. And he's lazy, yeah. And um, he's writing a report over Dr. Otto Octavius, who's mm-hmm. doing this major thing on fusion. And... Um, <laughs> So he does this project on fusion, and he, uh, while he's there watching him do the actual, uh, I guess, experiment for Oscorp that's supposed to, I guess, have the power of a star that just makes infinite energy. I don't know. Renewable energy. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, it goes terribly wrong, and he has to use <laughs> these fusion arms that then get stuck to his spinal cord, and the star starts to explode, and it kills his wife, and Spider-Man has to shut it down. And after that, uh, the doctor kind of goes crazy a little bit. Uh, okay. He's controlled by his arms, and Spider-Man has to stop him all while, while still managing his life with Mary Jane, who uh, clearly wants to be with him, but he thinks he can't be with her. But also his powers are fading because he knows he wants to be with her, mm. and all this crazy stuff is going on. Yep. And What a ride. Also, Harry Osborn hates him and wants to kill him. But he doesn't know it's him. Oh, so many things going on. So in this many movie. things. Yeah, I'm gonna end that there because there's just a lot of open, it's very strand, complexly there. interwoven. Yeah, like a spider web, like a web. Oh my god! And in that sense, this movie is flawless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> did you did you see this in 2004? I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, man. I can't be 100% positive, but I think a second Spider-Man coming out, I went to theaters and saw it. I saw it. it in theaters. I saw it in theaters with our with our buddy Brett who is here with us in Galveston. Nice. We saw it in theaters. I was I loved it. I don't I don't know if he liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he thought it was fine. I don't I don't know. <laughs> but I loved it. Yeah, we all loved it and it's always been my dad's favorite one mm-hmm. and I just really enjoyed it. It's always been kind of between 1 and 2 for me. Mhm. Um yeah. I and, like this one more than 1. Yeah, I know you do. My dad does too. A lot. Yeah, I think it improves on one, and it's like it's fun because I think this could stand alone. I don't think you need one or three in the in the Raimi trilogy. I think this is this could be it. Interesting. And you don't have to watch Uncle Ben die if you just go straight into two. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the origin story, which you kind of know. So unless you want to see how one holds up, you could just go straight to two and enjoy a Spider-Man uh. experience. I can't wait to get to the second. <laughs> but first, okay, yeah, first. first. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was an improvement. I thought it was so funny and cool. Mm-hmm. And I thought Doctor Octopus was awesome. I just really liked this, and I I've seen it so many times. I haven't watched it in a couple of years, but when when I when it came out on DVD, I bought like a like an awesome deluxe collector's edition and watched it all the time. And my dad, at one point, my dad was working with somebody who who worked at a movie theater and he, he gave me like a huge Spider-Man two movie display thing. That was like eight feet tall and it was in my bedroom for the longest time. Nice. And I just love Spider-Man two. It's <laughs> like, it's been, it's been the, the top of the bar for me in terms of Spider-Man movies this whole time. Yeah. Like all other Spider-Man movies have had to try to live up it too. And I don't think any of them have. Nice. Let's see how homecoming goes. I remembered enjoying Dr. Octopus, yes. Doc Ock, as they say, yes. as a villain. I thought he was really uh, well done the first time I saw it. And I didn't remember the plot exactly going into this. The only part I remembered was that Doc Ock was trying to make a star. Mm-hmm. That's it. But I remembered the plot being really complex and a lot of things going on. I remember enjoying yeah. that the first time I saw it and that Spider-Man's kind of dealing with his powers. But I didn't really remember how that manifested or what that looked like or what him and Mary Jane were doing. I honestly couldn't remember if him and Mary Jane were together in this one or not, Mm -hmm. which is a huge point of the plot that they're not Mm -hmm. coming now, having watched it again. But I didn't remember that. And I knew Harry hated him, but I didn't. And I knew he wouldn't (laughs) be Green Goblin yet, but I couldn't remember where he was in the plot either. The only thing I really remembered was that Doc Ock goes crazy and that Spider-Man has to stop him. Right. Yep, and that I did remember enjoying it a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. It always mm-hmm. it was always in between one and two, just because the, I really liked one when it first came out before two ever came out for some reason. I just always enjoyed yeah, one it. is great too. Yeah, and so even though two, I might have thought two was better like made. I don't. It was always between one and two of which mm-hmm. one I enjoyed more. When's the last time you saw one? Mm-hmm. It's been a while for that one too. Probably years. Probably we. I watched it like six months ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I think it holds up. I think it's really good. Really? It's a little cheesy. And so I was thinking about that when I was writing my first impressions for Spider-Man two, I thought, yeah, it is kind of cheesy. And I was nervous about how it was going to hold up in that sense. Like if it was just going to be dated. And then I remember thinking like the whole, like the, the visual style of the movie is kind of cheesy and exaggerated. Like it's visually sort of. I don't know. I don't know how you would describe it, but like the camera angles and the push-ins and 
and things like that. Like it, it, it's sort of an exaggerated movie visually, but I've always liked that about this series. It makes it feel a little comic booky. Mm-hmm. Like I've always liked that this Spider-Man series is not at all like gritty or dark or overly dramatic. Well, it is very overly dramatic, but it's not. <laughs> it's not like grim and crazy like other superhero movies are. This one is like is like pretty fun and comic booky, and I like that. I've always liked that about this trilogy. Yeah, but yeah, I was I was nervous about how this would hold up in terms of like cheesiness and whether it would feel pretty dated. Yeah, I'm curious to go back and watch the first one now that I've watched two because I think it's been about the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I think I've seen one more recent, but it's been many years since I've seen one, and I think I've only seen two maybe once or twice. Yeah. So I was interested to go watch this one again, and now I'm also interested to go watch one again and see if I still think the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, I will say about the first one, like, um, I remember sort of, it, it just takes a while for it to really get going, because I'm just thinking there the whole time, like, we, we got to get past this this origin section of the movie, because mm-hmm. I'm just so burned out on origins. <laughs> you know, you've seen so many since then, not even just Spider-Man, just like the tropes of a superhero origin story. No. Are deeply embedded in that first one. And so once you get past it, it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also <laughs> did have like four Marvel movies come out back mm-hmm. to back to back. They were all origin stories before mm-hmm. Avengers. So I think that's what really yeah. burned it out. Even though they're all great. Nothing yeah. against them. It's just like, oh, we've seen a ton of origin stories like year after year after year now. Mm-hmm. Rather than like sparsely released superhero <laughs> movies over like a few years. I just, I just remembered, um, I grew up in, I was in high school, in high school I was in San Francisco, and there's this, this movie theater in downtown San Francisco, I don't know if it's still there, I think it's, it was like, it's like called, it wasn't called Metropolis, I honestly can't remember the name, but it was something like that, and it was owned by Sony, and it was like, it was like this four story building with a movie theater and like a comic book store and all this stuff, it was really cool. What was it called? Not Metropolis. <laughs> Gosh dang it. Should have researched this before we started. Should've. But anyways, when when Spider Man three was coming out, mm-hmm. they they put a huge, like a huge, uh, like statue of Spider Man climbing the side of the building. That's awesome. And it was like three or four stories tall. Yeah. And it was just a huge Spider Man on the side of the building, upside down, crawling up the building or crawling down the building. Yeah. It was so cool, and I love <laughs> Spider Man. That's awesome. But for three, <laughs> but for three, yeah, oh, that was kind of a bummer. I can't but, uh, imagine what I would think for three if we did it. I didn't dislike three for a while. Really, I watched three multiple times in theaters. I'm like, this is great. I hated <laughs> that movie right out of the gate. I did not oh, so much. I loved to emo Toby. I thought that was awesome. I mm-hmm. thought it was really funny. I just thought the three was f- much funnier than the other ones. Like, mm-hmm. it was just mo- way more of a comedic movie to me than than the other two. And I didn't dislike it. I don't think it was meaning to be that comedic, though. No. It was really comedic, especially when he goes emo. This may be second impression stuff, but there is, there are moments in two that I feel like are very similar to three, but they're intentionally comedic. I I think there are intentional comedic things in two. That's fair. I actually brought that up. It's like, nah, I think that's supposed to be funny. I mentioned that at one point. I was like, this part reminds me exactly of three, right? Right. I know what part you're talking about, I think, but that's very much intentional, I Mm -hmm. think, in this movie. Yep. (laughs) And it might have been in three. It might have also been intentional, but they just kind of went too far with it. I think some of it is intentional in the same way that he's being over exaggerative, but then I think some of it isn't. I think some of it just is over exaggerative. Even what like 
even outside of him trying to be yeah. over exaggerated. Yeah. It just three, is. Three, three went too far. Mm-hmm. But into it, we're, are we talking about the raindrops keep falling on my head sequence? Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> he's just walking down the street. I think it's hilarious. It's almost. <laughs> I really like it because it's 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 supposed to be like everything's perfect now. And he's finally given up being Spider Man, but it's it's not even in the, just the fact that this section of the movie is so like hokey and silly, like. It's it's off putting in this weird way, yeah. And I think that's so intentional. That's true. Ugh. <laughs> this is seconds. We should just dive into seconds. But okay. But before, did did you what did you think? Did you think this was gonna hold up? Yeah, I did. Okay. And you were you proved yourself wrong. Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't hold up for you. No, not at all. Oh not my even gosh. close. I figured. Oh, uh, you've been saying so many things about how this is the best one. I Oh my gosh, Here we this go. movie is so bad. <laughs> Let's do it. It also doesn't help that I watched it with Jake, who does not like has never liked this one. Uh, He's the only one who hasn't. But even still, oh I always thought Toby was the best Spider-Man, but after watching this, he is so bad. In a post Tom Holland world. I I do think that Toby's not the best. <laughs> I think I think he's better than Andrew Garfield. Ah, I, I wouldn't even. I don't even know about that. All right. I his acting, him and Kristen Dunst both. Is it Kirsten or Kristen? I don't. I don't know. Who knows? But oh, I couldn't stand either one of them. And we laughed <laughs> so hard at the line where he goes, "Punch me and I'll bleed." Punch me, I bleed. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay, here I'll say this. Mm. I I think that. The dialogue in this movie is terrible. Terrible. I think it's the weakest part of the movie. I think it's like so, so bad. But but I think every other aspect of the movie is still top notch. I don't. And I really I still really like this movie. I really don't. It's only the only the the only the thing that really bugs me is the dialogue. The dialogue like everything bugs else. Me. The acting bugs me. I like the plot points that they're trying to put in. I like that Spider-Man has a deal with the fact that he's Spider-Man. That's uh-huh. really cool. But I did not like Otto Octavius's plot at all. Again, classic villain. Villain stuff, stuff not working out. It's just too quick. And uh, the art, it's ridiculous. It's just, it feels way too comic booky and campy for him to be like, oh, this is how these... The inhibitor chip. Uh, inhibitor chip. They don't control me when control. I have this, but if it breaks... <laughs> I'm a goner. It's like, that's ridiculous. Not only that, he doesn't mention anything about artificial intelligence in those arms. He says, I control them with it hooked. No, he says artificial intelligence. He says it like once Mm -hmm. in the very beginning. Nope. When he's explaining it to the class or whatever. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. The lady says it. He doesn't. He says. Oh, he does. She says artificial intelligence? Because she goes, "Um, with that kind of artificial intelligence, will you be able to. Like controller, I don't remember exactly yeah. what she asked, and that's when he brings up the inhibitor yeah. chip. But he's like, "Why do those arms have artificial intelligence if you just need to control them? Why do they need? They to need move? to be able to go do their thing on their own. Why? Because that's the whole point. Is it's like Otto can have four extra limbs helping him out and doing it on their own while he's doing something else, and he can override them if they go out of control. Which that part is weird to acknowledge that they could go out of control." And you've created a failsafe. I don't see why. But he's also controlling them. He's moving them. 
Yes, he can move them, but they can also move on their own. Why? It's either way. Like an octopus. Why wouldn't he just That's exactly them? how an octopus's limbs are as well. They're independent, uh, but they can work together. But that's dumb. Just make <laughs> arms that go under your control, and you just use them. <laughs> I don't understand. But what about... I, I, the thing I do like about Otto is it's it's like a metaphor for like flying too close to the sun. It's like the whole thing. Like He's just... His ambition, his hubris... Gets to him. His ambition is ridiculous by the end. I don't buy it at all. After every, after his wife dies, after he tries to create it and it fails, and then just one, he's like, no, we, I can't do any of this. And then one arm looks at him. He's like, oh, yes, you're right. That would yes, be the better idea. Feel. It's like, no, <laughs> you're not instantly turned like that for no reason okay, at but all. In the, in the scene where Peter meets him and they spend that whole night talking or whatever, mm-hmm. I think it's present in that conversation. Like the seeds of Otto, like being too ambitious, are in oh, those for scenes. Sure. And so I, may, I, I buy it. It might just be one scene to prep us for that. And then his his wife dies. His wife does die, but because of his ambition. Yeah. And also, yeah. Uh, the dialogue does not help at all. It doesn't either because the dialogue is so bad. I know because he's like, no, I'm not a criminal, and he's like, you're right. The real crime would to be not to finish my work. It's like, nope, that would not be the real crime. That robbing could the bank. That could, that could have been really well written. Like, a line there really could have helped that situation, but, it, yeah, it's not very good. And he instantly just starts being fine with killing people. Instantly. There's, like, no change. He tries to throw Aunt May off a building, like, three times. Yes. So yes. I just don't buy anything of his change into... When that when he takes her, I remember thinking this time around, I was like, oh, Coleman probably was not going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept thinking, like, why am I okay with it? And I thought, because his, his plan wasn't to kidnap anybody. He was, like, pushed into a corner. And then I thought, that's sort of Otto's whole thing. He keeps getting pushed back into these corners. So he's going to kill everyone on a train. And he'll he'll do whatever it takes to get out of these corners. I yeah, still don't. It's crazy. That's still not. I can't buy that. That still takes a certain amount of change for you to be able to willing to do anything to get out of these corners. There's no change from him being like, oh, maybe I shouldn't kill people. No, he instantly is. Okay, evil. but, like, even, even when they're doing the experiment... And and James Franco's like, oh no, turn it off, turn it off. He's like, no, I got it. It's it'll will work out. Like he's so willing and determined, even in that moment. I just think it it it's always there in his character. It just gets ramped up. Like right. the fact that the 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 arms are evil, <laughs> and that is why I don't I don't like that. And either. just ramps it. I don't up. like that the arms are just evil, and I don't like because even in that moment, he's still trying to finish his work. He might. Yeah. He's not necessarily fine with killing anyone. He thinks yeah. he can control it when he can't. He thinks he's able to not kill anyone. He didn't want his wife to die. He mm-hmm. If he knew that was going to happen, he would have definitely cut it off. But yeah. then there's an instant change just because his arms are evil. Well, the arms... He- the arms were only created to do one thing, and they have artificial intelligence. So it's which like, they to, shouldn't have artificial to intelligence. To them, it's like I we have this is my my life's purpose. We need to do this. It's just too many pieces together that are yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> it's very like, comic booky. Too much in the the arms didn't need artificial intelligence if they can just work and he can just use his mind, which it connects to his brain. It's more like an octopus. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> just that's a comic book answer, though. It's like, oh, we have this octopus. Uh, villain, so we need him to be more like an octopus. No, a real person wouldn't be like, I want to be more like an octopus. That's not why he put artificial intelligence in his arms. (laughs) I would have seen, I would have loved to have seen a limb get cut off and still work and move around, because that's, an octopus can do that as well. That would have been cool. That would have been crazy. I also remember from the comics, he eventually can take the brace off and still control it, even when it's off his body. And I thought (laughs) thought that was really cool. 
That's funny. Okay. Uh, so aside from Otto and the acting and the dialogue, uh-huh. what else? Anything uh, else fall apart for you? Uh, just all of it. Uh, some of the plot points, too. At the end, this guy that Mary Jane's going to marry has done nothing. She like He, like, can't kiss her like Spider-Man does. And she's like, oh. And then we see her running away from the wedding with, like, a huge smile on her face. Yeah. This, this guy has done nothing. Yeah. He, like, wanted to marry her and has been, like, so nice to her the whole time. Yeah. And it's like, oh, just because we like Spider-Man. I don't like Spider-Man, honestly. He's <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Peter's the worst. And I do not think any of, like, either Toby or Kirsten hold up acting wise either. So that mm. does not invest me in them at all either. <laughs> and Spider-Man, he gives up being Spider-Man for Mary Jane and then doesn't. And he's just this confused mess. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, go marry the other guy. Just do it. <laughs> Forget Peter. <laughs> I do. The, I don't like her like grinning and smiling when she's running through the park in the wedding dress. Yep. But I do really like when, when Spider-Man swings out and we we're stay on her for a little bit and her smile fades like the graduate, like, Oh, have I done the wrong thing? No. That's what I like about this whole movie. I, I think every character motivation and all the conflict in the characters, they're all, it's all really complex. Nothing's like black and white, and I so appreciate that. And I really do think that if you just gave them all different lines of dialogue, the acting would, would be a lot better. I think they're just performing crazy bad dialogue. <laughs> I think you'd have to improve the dialogue and major points of the plot. <laughs> and I still don't really understand why his powers are degrading. I get it's mm. just essentially because he is conflicted. Even the doctor says you're, it could be heartbreak, and he just skips over that one and yeah. doesn't even think it could be that one. It's just weird that his powers are fading just because he doesn't want to be Spider-Man. I went, and I went then back he and suddenly, forth on that, too. Hmm? I went back and forth on that, too. Because I kept thinking, like, wouldn't this be a stronger story if if he's, his powers weren't fading and he just chose to stop being Spider-Man instead of being sort of forced out because his powers aren't working? Mm-hmm. But then there's that moment where he runs into the building without his powers. Yeah. And I really like that. That's and I think that makes the whole thing worth it. Like, he chooses to be Spider-Man. He chooses to be a hero even without his powers. And yep. I'm like, ah, that's great. But the psychology of it, yeah, I guess is a little it's Still a little doesn't gray. make a lot of sense. <laughs> I don't understand. Just because I like what it does for the story. Yeah, I do. Maybe it's not. I do too. I just still don't think it's that sound. (laughs) I I think they could have made a sounder reason for his powers to be fading. Mm -hmm. You're in a comic book world as well. It'd be real easy, even if it was a little cheesy, (laughs) to make more sense than oh, I don't want to be Spider-Man, so my powers are going to (laughs) fade. I want what I want. I do like his story. I do like Peter having to choose between. Mary Jane and Spider-Man and that that's what's mm-hmm. conflicting him. I think that is the strongest part of this movie and I do enjoy that, but it's just surrounded by so much other stuff that I think is unnecessary and cheesy, bad dialogue, all kinds of things. James Franco is a bad actor in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the reveal of Peter being Spider-Man uh, is very bad. Oh man. And all kinds of things. I just, uh, but I love their conflict. I do. I really like it. I do. I love that he he doesn't want Peter to get hurt, but he's mad at Peter. It's it's so good. It's so complicated, complicated and complex, and I really like it. But it's again, I feel like this was just making way for the third one. Yeah, and its flaws. So the flaws of the third one, in my opinion, are that there's just way too much stuff going on. Uh-huh. You couldn't flesh out all of it, and I think that starts here. I think there are some things, even though it's fleshed out better in this one. Still, there are a lot of loose ends that aren't completely fleshed out. We could have delved more into because they put so much in. You got his romance with Mary Jane and his 
which includes his powers. That's like two separate things, but also the same. He has conflict with uh, Harry Osborn, James Franco. And then you have the Otto Octavius stealing both, kidnapping both Aunt May and Mary Jane. Mm -hmm. All kinds of things going on at the same time. The precious tritium. (laughs) (laughs) That's another thing about Otto Octavius that bugs me. He goes and tries to steal the... Tritium from Harry, and then he has him in his grip. You could just take it. He's like, wait. He's like, if you go kill or bring Spider-Man to me alive, I'll give you the tritium. He's like, no, just force him to give it to you. Just give me the tritium. Just give me the tritium, (laughs) or else I'll kill you, because I have four giant arms. Also, I had this was a question I had. Around that time, when Spider-Man, when Spider-Man's with Harry, and he reveals that he's he's Toby. I'm sorry, he's Peter. Um... He, he says, you have Toby. to tell me where Dr. Octopus is. And then he, they cut, and we and Spider-Man shows up where Otto is. Mm-hmm. Does Harry know where Otto is? I don't think I don't think, he does. I don't think Otto ever tells Harry where he is. I don't think so. So I wondered how that happened. <laughs> None of this makes sense. Also, how, how does he get away so much? So Otto's way of getting away is he has the four arms, and he, like, crawls alongside buildings. Yes. That we see that multiple times, that him getting away, quote-unquote, is... Him just going to a different side of the building. Are the cops just like, oh man, he went to the other side of the building. How are we going to catch him now? (laughs) It's like, get a, this guy's wreaking havoc on the city. Put a chopper in this guy, but like do anything to like find where this guy's going. He's got four giant arms. You're going to see him. Yeah, I did think, how is he getting away? Like, how is he just like vanishing? At some point, he he, won't vanish. It's he can't hide the arms. Right, exactly. I guess he does in the bank, but I don't really know how. He's got like another trench coat over the trench coat. I don't, we don't see it. (laughs) Because <laughs> it, they're already in there with Joe McHale. I didn't remember yeah, he was in this Jeff movie. Winger, I did. That, that was awesome. <laughs> um, but they're already over there, and then it just cuts real fast to him pulling off the vault. And I also in a thought, bank with gold coins. Uh, yeah. What? I don't know. <laughs> and I also thought, how did he walk? How did he get to the vault? Like inconspicuously? How was he already in front of the vault by the time we cut to him? No trench one sees coat, this sunglasses. guy with the trench coat, sunglasses, four giant arms, just. Walking casually over to the vault. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> but the scene where where Otto's sort of defeated before the sun, you know, the sun's still going, and they're like, "What are we gonna do?" And he's like, "We have to drown it or whatever." I do really like that scene where Toby is talking or Peter is talking to Otto. Yeah, and they like have a heart to heart, and and you could sort of get this glimpse of how the the two different stories that they've been living out as their own, like as Peter and as Otto, are sort of mirrored. Yeah, they're paralleled. And so what, what Toby has learned, he sort of shares to Otto. And I do really like that. They sort of dovetail right before Otto decides to redeem himself. Mm. That's, what that's what I'm saying. I, 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 I like all of, I think the plot or the, the script is like so structurally sound. It's just the dialogue. I think it's just mm. so cheesy and it makes it so much weaker. But I think everything that's set up between these characters is so good. See, I like the, the end of the conflicts. And I like how mm-hmm. they resolve, and I like the conflicts themselves, but I don't like how they're created. I don't think there was a lot of thought into why these conflicts are there. We just get, I feel like someone made a cool conclusion to them. Oh, this will be really cool to wrap this up this way. It goes into this, and the conflicts that those bring to the movies, but then like, oh, well, why does that happen? Oh, I don't know. Let's make something up real quick. <laughs> I feel like that happened multiple times in this movie. Just, 
why are these conflicts existing? And I wish those were sounder. And I also, just thinking back on every scene where Toby and Kirsten Dunst talk to each other, Mm. I do not think, they just don't even deliver the lines well. The lines are already bad, but Toby makes almost the same face the entire movie. He doesn't even hardly change his face, and it's just like... Except for the train scene. It's like he's just... Yep. (laughs) Except for the train scene. (laughs) But it's like he's just delivering his lines. Yeah. And same with Kirsten Dunst. She's got the same airy voice the entire movie. Even when she's mad, she's like, Peter! (laughs) It's just... That's annoying. That's the one thing I will give to the Amazing Spider-Man franchise. Mm -hmm. But I think Andrew and Emma have so much better chemistry than Kirsten and, and Toby. But... That's it. That's the only thing I will give to that franchise. I can't believe you think Toby's better. Yeah, I think Toby's better than Andrew. I cannot believe you like watched this movie and said, oh, Toby's good. I think Andrew is a lot more quippier, which I like, but but Toby is so much more Peter to me. Like, Andrew's maybe a better Spider-Man and Toby is a better Peter Parker. And in this movie, it's so much more Peter Parker than Spider-Man. And I like that a lot. I kind of agree, but I also think a lot of it is just Toby being a bad actor. Like, I don't... He's just Toby. He's just... I don't even think he pulled... Like, he... He's not just uh, some nerd. He's, like, a, a, just, like, a wimp. Like, just a straight up... I can't even explain... He's down it. on his luck. He's not just down on his luck. He's just, like, kind of... Like, he plays the victim a lot as he Peter. Does. And I don't think Peter does that even in the comics. Yeah. He, he might get bullied and he might be, kind of like, quote-unquote a nerd, but he's... Peter flat out plays the like emotional victim, the every kind of victim you can be, and I just don't think Peter is that either. That's another thing that I thought of, like again, like in a post Tom Holland world, I think it does sort of retroactively make Toby less of a Spider Man because I don't think the characterization of Spider Man is quite right in the in this franchise or in the Andrew Garfield one. Mm-hmm. Like I think I still think one and two Spider Man one and two are great superhero movies. But I think hopefully the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies will be like more authentic Spider-Man stories where we get like someone who really embodies the actual comic book character. I still don't know if we will, though, even from Avengers, because even the few seconds where he's Peter Parker, he still seems really cool. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm afraid. We'll see. Because he does do a really quippy Spider-Man that has nice jokes. So that's cool. But I don't. I'm still for. I don't think we've got the characterization of Spider-Man down at all yet. Ooh. Well, not not at all. I well, I'm talking about with Andrew Garfield or Toby. Sure. With okay. him, we're unsure. Yeah. I want to see this movie too. We know if see. they've got it down because they get the other ones down so well. Uh, I think they've got Iron Man down well. They've got Thor down well. So they're, they're slightly different from the comic counterparts, but I think they 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 sort of make. They make decisions and they progress the characters in good directions. Like mm-hmm. I, I love the Captain America version in MCU. I think he's better than the comic yeah. book Captain America. So they're making improvements. Because I think they still embody them even when they change him. For example, Thor in the comics is Dr. Blake, actually, or an actual human. Who, Donald Blake? Donald yeah. Blake. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Donald guess. Blake, Dr. I think. Donald yeah. Blake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just gets... Thor's powers, so mm-hmm. uh, it's obviously a completely different character, <laughs> but at the same time, the embodiment of what Thor is, I think they portray portray very well, and I think they could do that mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Tom Holland as well. And Iron Man, like Tony Stark in the comics, until not until recently, when they sort of have started to revamp the comics, mm-hmm. he I don't remember Iron Man being very like quippy or witty, like yeah. Robert Downey Jr. obviously is, but to add that to his character only makes sense, like that this egotistical, really smart genius would also be witty and dry and, yeah. you know, makes total sense. 
but yeah. Yeah, again, I, yeah, I don't know if we'll ever get like a really good, <laughs> like, nerdy Peter Parker, quippy Spider-Man. It seems like we only have one or the but other. But that's just such a cool thing. It is. It's very cool. And I'm hoping that the context of Homecoming makes mm. it better. Like, yeah. maybe he is genuinely sort of on the outskirts of, like, popularity in high school. And there's a reason. There's, like, a genuine reason for it. And I hope I hope we see that. But back to Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2. So, but that's still the thing. So he's not a great Spider-Man, but we always say he's such a great Peter Parker, but he's not really, he's just, like I said, he plays the victim too much to be a great Peter Parker. He's just, he's like emotionally just like, oh, the whole time, like, oh, like kind of uh, not crying, but just like sad the whole time. And I don't think Peter Parker's exceptionally sad. He may not be he's very strong or anything, but he doesn't mope around. Or, but so. Toby is so nerdy. <laughs> Toby is very nerdy. He's so nerdy. But he's also very mopey, and I don't think that's Peter. I love the little little nerdy things he gets excited about. It's just, I, I don't know. But he is very mopey, but I, I think it's there. Even when he portrays his excitement, though, he's still just got that goofy look on his face. Like a big nerd. Not like a nerd. <laughs> like, just like, oh, there's uh, no way that that kid is Spider-Man. <laughs> I do. He raises his hand and and gives the perfect answer in college or whatever. (laughs) I do at least enjoy that it's very much not like Superman. It's like, oh, this kid could never be Superman. (laughs) While Superman is clearly. Also, in this movie, it really seems like Toby is not in the shape he was in the first one. Like, we see him with his shirt off, like, super ripped in the first movie. And this one, in that raindrops keep falling on your head sequence, there's there's a shot of him walking down the street where he just looks like the skinniest, scrawniest little kid ever. Mm hmm. It's so weird. Like, I don't know how they did it. If if Toby's ever actually in the suit. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think there is, a like, the train sequence, he clearly is. So, yeah. I don't know. Oh, even to go back to the dialogue, again, that part in front of the fusion reactor where Peter's looking at it, and mm-hmm. then, like, daughter Octo's, like, daughter? daughter. Dr. <laughs> Otto is, like, uh, pushing him to, like, give an answer. And all he really says is... You'll have like an increase output of energy yep. or something. That's like that's his answer, and it's like, oh, you're really that's smart, Peter. Good job. Yeah, we really get you smart now. Keep going. <laughs> I clearly don't need to be here. Yeah. <laughs> you can run this whole project yeah, by yeah. yourself. <laughs> I think the dialogue's the weakest link, <sighs> but there's other weak links too. Is my point. The dialogue is very bad, but so well, is everything else. Did you remember the train scene before this started? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a train scene, scene was like one of the iconic and scenes. how to hold up. Train scene's still pretty cool. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's still really cool. It's so cool. <laughs> I do like I don't, it a lot. I, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that he can hold on to webs while the train... Mm. I get that the web's strong enough, and then he puts it on enough buildings that it could be strong enough, but him holding on to it, I feel like it would just <laughs> go right up. <laughs> Not because of his strength, just because how do you hang on to web yeah, like know. that? There's but no, it's another thing that I do like about the script. The, it's riddled with things and solutions that are specific to Spider-Man. No. Like, the, he's constantly doing things only Spider-Man can do. Saving people in ways that only he could by creating webs on the side of buildings for people to land in and all that stuff. I like all of that stuff. Yeah. I also like how, how Sam Raimi is so, like, committed to this idea that the people of New York City love Spider-Man. <laughs> I know. I love it. Yeah, that is awesome. Go, Spidey, go! <laughs> Except for when they make him disappear. Jonah. Yes. Perhaps the strongest. I, would, I was about to say, I think Jonah Jameson is the strongest part of this movie. But here's the thing. What? Everyone loves Jonah, and I love Jonah. Mm-hmm. But I think people accept how great he is without also embracing how cheesy and over the top he is. He plays it like a like a comic book character, oh, yeah, yeah. and that's and the whole world I think is is just the same. Mm-hmm. It's this really comic booky world that Sam Raimi has created, 
And so I like all the comic booky elements of it because that's the world that they have established. And Jonah is in the middle of just being the most comic book yeah. character. Well, no, he's not the most. I think he pulls it off the best. Yeah. I don't think he anyone else. The best. I don't think anyone else. I think Rami sets it all up for all the others, and then they just don't pull it off. Mm. They can't do it. Jonah is the best. Sam Raimi's in this movie, right? Is he? Is he? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't I think so. Bruce, Bruce Campbell is. That is. And he's in Bruce all of Campbell. them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's great. Also, did you see uh, Stan Lee in this one? Yep. Very like, briefly. I know. It was yeah. so weird. Yep. <laughs> so accustomed to him having like a full-on like headshot or close-up mm-hmm. or something now. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. But yeah, I still think Jonah Jameson just pulled... Plays it the best. So good. I think everyone has very comic booky things going on. He's just the only one who was able to actually do it because mm-hmm. he's a wonderful. <laughs> he's very good. He's the best he's in so this good. movie, though. Yeah. He's, he's. If this movie had a saving grace, which it doesn't, it would be him. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> and I do. I again think this is putting too much into a movie, but I kind of like what's going on between Peter and Aunt May that he finally tells her. That he's the... It doesn't exactly fit. I just like that it's in there. Mm-hmm. That he tells Aunt May he's the reason, quote-unquote reason that Uncle Ben died, even mm-hmm. though he's That's not. a great scene. And then I, I like when it comes back around, and she, like, practically knows that he's Spider-Man. <laughs> and that speech that she's giving him is, like, so... It's so soaked in, like, I'm pretty sure you're Spider-Man, yeah. and you need to go back to being Spider-Man. Right. I like that a lot. Yeah. The whole thing. It's a really It's cool really scene. long... The, every, it's almost like every single Aunt May speech is just so overwritten and mm-hmm. like four or five lines too long. But I do like the sentiment with each one of those scenes. No, because I really enjoyed that that forced, pretty much forced her into saying that, saying yeah. what makes him go back to Spider-Man. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Even if the initial bringing that up, I guess it kind of, it's just not throughout the movie. That's why I think it's too much. The threat of Uncle Ben having died in the first one and Peter feeling guilty about it isn't in this too much. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of unexpected that he tells Aunt May in this movie when it's not like super on his heart or anything. Mm -hmm. But I still enjoy that he tells her and that she's like upset about it at first and then gives him this really heartfelt speech about giving up what you want to be (laughs) something greater. And Mm -hmm. that was really cool. This, yeah, I think this, I think the movie. I think the the screenplay for this movie is like the best first draft ever. <laughs> and they were like so impressed by how good this first draft was that they didn't do a second draft. Ugh. So all the dialogue stayed in place and it was really bad. And maybe some of the things that don't connect or like some of the things that get built up aren't super strong. Like the foundation of those things aren't the strongest that they could have been in a second draft. But if this is a first draft of a screenplay, I think it's phenomenal. <laughs> With that sort of built-in apology. I guess. <laughs> I still don't think so. I, I still think this is the best Spider-Man movie we've ever had. Oh, Peter uh, slash Toby just being so fickle the whole time. <laughs> I hate how that plays out. I like that he has the conflict, but I hate that he's like, oh, I'm ready to be with you, Mary Jane. Punch me, I bleed. And then next second he's like, yeah. I don't love you. Like, oh, this is ridiculous. It's so dramatic for a Spider-Man movie. I do Punch not me, care please. about this. <laughs> I was trying to find, I was, well, I was kept, I, in my notes, it's just riddled with like, oh, the dialogue's not good. The dialogue's not good. Yeah. The dialogue really is the worst part of the movie. And then I was like, I need some examples if I'm just going to keep saying this. And I couldn't choose. I, Punch me, I bleed was definitely on there. The At one point, Dr. Octopus says like, you've, Tang- I've, you've tangled in 
something about webs. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? I you, don't know. Uh, hold on. I wrote it down. <laughs> you, you, you say something. I'm going to look for it. <laughs> uh, it's really just my last point, And it's to the thing you said in your first impression that you thought this was a really good standalone movie. I don't. Uh-huh. I do not I think still it, do. <laughs> I don't think you can just watch this by itself. Even while I was watching it by, my, by itself uh-huh. and having seen the others, I was like, this really doesn't stand on its own two legs. You've got so much setup of Mary Jane and Peter already and what they were. Yeah, just, that's It true. feels like so much of a middle movie. There's so many things that are going on outside of the movie that are in this movie that mm-hmm. play a part in this movie and it just but here and harry's stuff is not resolved at all yep yeah there's just so many things going on it just didn't even feel like it feels like dr octopus is just a small part of peter's overall story of everything that's going on and that's why it feels like such <laughs> because nothing else is really resolved in this one nothing just his fight with doc ock mm-hmm. everything else has loose strings and mary jane and toby could end there Mary Jane and Peter, dang it. They could end where they are. I think you could. Kind of. Not really. Because anywhere it goes in the third one is garbage anyway. That's true. But I like like ending on this idea that like we're together and we honestly don't know if it's gonna work. And he flies out of the room and she gets the graduate look on her face. Like I like where that ends. That sentiment of like, we're gonna try it, but who knows if it'll work. Also, back to the dialogue. <laughs> Go get him, Tiger. That is textbook Spider-Man comic book. Dialogue, and I was fine with that one. Nope, that's exactly what she says in the comics. Don't all the time. care if that's what she says in the she comics. Calls him tiger, he's a spider. I like it. Go say, go get him, spider. Ew, it's <laughs> dumb. <laughs> uh, it just—it's just her delivery, and it does not feel genuine at all. <laughs> go get him, tiger. Uh, it's also her airy voice; it just gets on my nerves. You've struck your webs into my business for the last time. Okay, that's what Doctor Octopus says. That's um, really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much to sum it up, nothing of this movie pretty much works for me. There's a few things I like, but wow, overall, none of it. I don't. Like I don't think really one's gonna it. hold up for you then. I don't either, <laughs> which makes me afraid because I really liked one a lot. I still love two. I think it's still my favorite Spider-Man movie. Uh, but again, like I think Homecoming could easily swoop in and be like the best Spider-Man movies we'll ever have and the best version of the character we're ever gonna see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, so let's yeah, okay, let's jump into the topic. We'll we'll talk briefly about the spy, the character of Spider-Man. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Actually, I'm going to go back on something I just said like 3 3 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm nervous what I'm I'm nervous about the 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 idea that this might be that Spider-Man Homecoming might be a great addition to the MCU and a great portrayal of Spider-Man, but I'm nervous that it's not going to be like a great standalone Spider-Man movie. Mhm. Okay. That 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 two is still gonna be the best. <laughs> That's my concern. I think the MCU is getting really good at like these very serial movies that don't really stand up on their own. Yeah. You really need to watch the other movies. I have no idea what to expect. I, now I honestly think it could very easily be the first, but the best, just because all the others I now think are so bad. Mm-hmm. Having watched two, and I assume one will be in the same boat. That I thought were so great, now having in my mind be horrible. I totally think Homecoming could easily swoop in. <laughs> I also want to go back and back and watch the first Andrew Garfield one. I never want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember liking that one though. I didn't like it. You didn't like the first one. I didn't like the first one or the second one. I remember didn't liking like the either. first one. Yeah, a lot of people do. I understand. It's fine. I just he's too cool. He's too cool. <laughs> I don't. I don't buy Andrew Garfield. Oh, as so Peter. is the. So is Tom Holland. 
Yeah, he's pretty cool. So I don't see, but I don't know. I haven't seen the movie yet. We got to see the movie. We've seen him in a movie, we've and seen he's him in too one. cool. Yeah, you're so biased. Yeah, I don't know. It we'll makes see. me want to throw. I just up. don't. I, 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 but it wasn't just that. Like I don't. There's there's not much that works for me in the in the Amazing Spider-Man series. That's, okay, I can, like can Andrew I and, and Emma, I think are the strongest parts, and mm-hmm. everything else is just kind of. Uh, I do remember. Uh, <laughs> Again, everything I complain about in movies is antagonists being weak. But I remember, I don't remember his whole motive and plot, but I do remember not really liking the lizard man that much at all. No. I do like that they tried to do different things in terms of like the mystery behind his parents' death, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. And that's disappointing. And then the second one absolutely falls apart. And it annoys me so much because it falls apart with the same exact reasons that the third one initially fell apart. Mm -hmm. I don't... Mm -hmm. And just the fact that like... In every one of the Spider-Man movies we've had so far, the villain is like a mentor of Peter's mm-hmm. who's a scientist who goes too far. Yeah. It's literally all of them. <laughs> so why do that again in yeah. the reboot with, with Dr. Connor and then with Electro? He's, well, he wasn't a mentor of Peter's, but it's just a scientist that's gone too far. It's like, I, it's weird because I do like the duality of like... He was an like, electrician though, right? Yeah. I, but I like that, that, that Spider-Man is a product of science, like this product of science gone wrong, and mm. so are his villains. Yeah. So it's the fact that like you can get powers and you can decide which one to be good or to be bad. That's like Spider-Man's whole deal. Yeah. And I do like that, but maybe do it in a way that's not like a crazy science experiment gone wrong. Yeah. Like, I, it's just it's just too much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Electrode was so bad. Real Both bad. villains were bad in The Amazing Spider-Man too. I like that Mark Webb directed them. Yeah. Just because you can perfect. say that? No, but I also really like Mark Webb. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> He's a good director. Yeah. For the most part. For the most part. Yeah. We've seen the second These one. are probably super tough movies to make. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been shown that it's very tough. It's very tough. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've also never really liked Spider-Man that much. I was about to ask. See, well, I think that's no, part no, no, of it. No, no, no. I don't want to say I don't like him that much. He's never been my favorite, though. Okay. He's never been my top. I think he's really cool. I w- We have a big book of just like Spider-Man through the history and comic books. Mm-hmm. And that, I've always really enjoyed that looking at the different phases of Spider-Man him going through when he wears the venom suit mm-hmm. and all the different suits he has. And I've always thought his character was really cool. He's just never been my favorite superhero. Yeah. I like him a lot. I don't know if he's my favorite. My favorite is the silver surfer. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know if Spider-Man has ever been a favorite. I really like him. I liked his animated series when I was growing up. Oh yeah. I like any time that he's in an Avengers comic. I just really like his energy when he's in the suit and he's quippy and funny and he brings the, I think, important levity to like the Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't think you should ever take comic book material too seriously. And yeah. I like that Spider-Man sort of embodies that without being like Deadpool, you know, like mm-hmm. on the spectrum of witty characters. Deadpool, yeah. I think, is way too far on that side. Yeah. And Spider-Man's in this, like, real sweet spot. Yep. <laughs> and honestly, one of the first one of the first runs I ever read of Spider-Man was his Civil War um, arc, which mm-hmm. I really liked. And I was disappointed by in the movie because yeah. the arc in the comics is pretty good. But I think it's coming. This idea that, like, um, he's torn between Tony and Cap. Mm-hmm. Like, cause Tony, cause Cap and, and Spidey have a moment in Civil War where they're both from New York or whatever, yeah. and it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And in, in Homecoming, it really does seem like he's, he loves Tony. He looks up to Tony, and it seems as though it could end on a note of them sort of being at odds. Or at yeah. least at one point in the movie, they're at odds. I also do really like the line in Civil War where he, he Captain is, 
I think asking why he's fighting it, why Spider-Man is against yes. him. Yeah. And he says, because he said, you, essentially he said you're bad and you have to be stopped. You mm-hmm. think you're right and you have right. to be stopped. And it's the same on both sides. Tony mm-hmm. also thinks he's right mm-hmm. and could essentially also be stopped. So I, I enjoy that Spider-Man could be on either side. Yeah. If and he I'm was shown the other side, he could be like, oh, but since he's just a little kid and he looks up to Tony instantly, he's going to be on his yes, side. Yes. And I hope they really play into that more. Like as he becomes an adult and becomes his own person and starts to figure out like what he believes to be true or right or wrong, that he is like sort of in the middle and doesn't yeah. know who's said to be on Tony or Cap. If they keep doing that, I don't know if it's still going to be like an element of phase three, but mm-hmm. I hope so. So last night I told you that there was a big piece of MCU news that I'm pretty sure you didn't know about. Mm-hmm. And here it is. I really want to know what you think of it. Yeah. So Tom Holland confirmed in an interview that, that, that Kevin Feige confirmed a very popular fan theory. Do you remember the little boy in Iron Man 2 that wears the Iron Man mask and has like a toy repulsor that's trying to take out one of Justin Hammer's drones? And then Iron Man swoops down, oh, yeah, shoots yeah, him, yeah. and he's like, keep up the good mm-hmm. work, kid. Yep. That's Peter Parker. Nice. <laughs> so retroactively, Peter Parker's been around since 2010. Well, there you go. And that's him. And people are losing their minds. <laughs> <laughs> Some people really hate this yeah. addition. How do you feel about it? Uh, I don't feel one way or the other. Okay. I don't. I think it's silly to add something like that sure. in, but it's kind of cool. Like, oh, nice, you've got uh-huh. someone in. But yes, it's very silly and unnecessary. I could have completely gone without yeah. ever having yeah. that added in. I I like it if they never bring it up in a movie. Mm-hmm. If no care, if if they don't, if there's a scene in Homecoming where Peter is like, "Remember when you saved my life?" I really like that's gonna suck. I I just it's like a fun little Easter egg, and I think that's all it needs to be. But that also kind of ruins it because I would a hundred percent bring that up. In sure. Life. If that happened to me, I would say, "Hey, remember the." You say he would and be like, no, I didn't remember that, but yeah, or he would remember it. I don't know. Oh, that's but, kind of interesting. If Tony doesn't remember it at all, yeah, and it disappoints Peter, kind mm-hmm. of, that's kind of interesting. But I agree. I don't think they should ever bring yeah. it up. But that also doesn't make sense in <laughs> real life because <laughs> no, like, if I was a ten-year-old boy and my hero, like, yeah, one of the Avengers saved my right. life at, when I was like fake, uh, mm-hmm. I would totally hundred percent be like, hey, even if you don't remember this time, there was this time, yep, and tell Tony. So, I don't know. That's hard. <laughs> Some people argue that it makes the universe smaller and they don't like that. Mm-hmm. But I also but it was it was a it was a science fair in New York City. Yeah. Like Peter would definitely want to go. Mm-hmm. It makes total sense. So, also, I'm fine with that. Universe smaller. We're in space. Come on. <laughs> chill out, people. We're going to other dimensions and other stuff. Who cares if he sees one person he knows? It's a small world. I'm curious how, how do you feel about the whole Sony Disney Marvel thing. Dumb. You think it's dumb? It's just dumb. It's still oh, like between the two. You just want it to be back to Disney? Yeah, essentially. But Sony's never going to give up Spider-Man I know. if they have a chance. And I, if I was Sony, I, I that. probably wouldn't either. Yeah. But it's just, I wish there wasn't so much contestation over it. I just wish that Sony would like truly relinquish control. Like, like have your deal. Yeah. You completely own the rights still. You finance the movies you get a cut of them, but give Marvel complete creative That's, control. Yeah. I was going to say, short of just selling it back for a lot of money, yeah. I would say yes. Just keep financing it. Exactly it what seems you said. Like just give them now, all creative control. Even now, Sony is like, well, we're still going to yeah. do our own things. And technically speaking, they have final say on creative yeah. issues. It's, I don't know. Well, I just, I'm I nervous mean, about how it's going to go forward. 
Because who, so who makes money for this movie? It's split. I'm it's pretty split. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, that would make sense then why Sony does want some. Oh, wait. It's split sometimes. I think, I think Sony might get all the earnings from this movie. Because it's just a Spider-Man movie? Because, yeah, it's just Spider-Man. It's mm-hmm. just Sony. Whereas, like, so, like, so this movie is distributed by Sony, mm-hmm. but Civil War and any other Spider-Man ap- or appearance in a, Mar- in a Marvel Mar- Studios movie is going to be Disney. Right. I think so that might be why they want complete creative control, just because yeah. they want to have say on we're going to make money on this movie. Yeah. And you can definitely see it in the marketing, because the marketing for this movie has been atrocious. Yeah. I haven't it's I've only watched that first trailer much. and haven't seen anything past and I don't plan to. I mean everyone at, at said it point, shows way too much. At this point you you we've seen like twenty minutes of the movie. I haven't, so yeah, I haven't either. I've, I watched the first two trailers, and every other TV spot, I'm at, like, I ignored it. I haven't even watched the second trailer. The trailer second where trailer. everyone was like, "Oh, I know way no. too much now." I don't. Yeah. I haven't seen that, so I'm like, yeah. "Stay away from that." I watched it once. I tried very hard to forget it, <laughs> and I'm gonna hope for the best. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited for it. I yeah. hope. I hope it brings Spider Man back from the depths for me. Yeah, <laughs> I've slowly started to like Spider Man more as a character over time. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed him as a character, but he's moving up in yeah. terms of being one of my tops, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. So I hope this does him justice. Yeah, and I think he's going to be a great fit for the MCU in the long run. Like, I think he's got a, a voice that's very different from mm-hmm. all the other characters, and the fact that he's really young is cool, even if he's not actually that long, young in real life. Yeah. He's young in the, in the movies, and I think that'll work well. It's like, yeah. hey, we have a kid on the team. Yep. It's going to be awesome. Going against this intergalactic... Thanos guy. <laughs> I don't see Spider- gonna Spider-Man in space is going to be weird if they bring him. The iron... What is it called? The suit that Tony makes for Spider-Man. I was trying to remember this uh, yeah, a couple rem- weeks ago. I don't remember. It's though. the iron something. Gosh dang it. The iron spider. Is no, it the I, iron spider? I don't think I really it, don't is. Think it I is. I really don't I remember that. remember what it is. The iron and arachnid. Te- tweet it at The me. iron insect. <laughs> Send us a tweet about it. <laughs> Is that the show? That is the show. Okay. (laughs) So much more could be said about Spider-Man. We probably talk about him later. (laughs) I could talk about, I could honestly talk about Spider-Man 2 much longer and Spider-Man in general much longer. I could keep going. But we only have so much time. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Just end it here. Thanks everybody for listening. Happy 4th of July. That's coming up. That's tomorrow. Wait. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. <laughs> so uh, uh, if you want to keep supporting the podcast, it'd be great if you could uh, share this show with a friend, leave us a review on iTunes, tweet it out, whatever. That'd be great. Uh, check out Rise of the Planet of the Apes for next week's episode with our first guest, Ryan Walker. It's going to be awesome. Tune, that, tune into that. It was a very fun episode. It's yeah, going it to be a lot great. Of fun. So yeah, listen to that next week. And yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. Great. See y'all. See ya.